See, I think right now you think you're becoming a grown woman. Jesus if Christ. If you pulled in the kitchen, I should have fucked you up then. But I let you walk away. And let you get yourself together. But bitch, I'm going to let you know don't you ever pull that shit again. It'll be your last motherfucking day standing. You hear? I promise you that. You're going to send a white bitch to my motherfucking buzzer talking about some higher education? You're a dummy bitch. <laughs> you will never know shit. Don't nobody want you. Don't nobody need you. You done fucked around and fucked my motherfucking man. You had two motherfucking children and one <laughs> and one of them is a goddamn animal running around looking crazy as a motherfucker. Bitch, you know what? <laughs> See, I think I think you think you I think you lying to me. You trying me. I think you're trying to fuck with me. You're fucking with my money, and you're gonna stand up there and look at me like you a motherfucking woman. I'm gonna show you what real women do, bitch. See, 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 you don't know what real motherfucking women do. Real motherfucking women sacrifice. I should have aborted your motherfucking ass. Because you ain't shit. I knew when the doctor put you in my goddamn hand, you wasn't a goddamn thing. You wear that smirk on your face, bitch. Get up. That was a reading from Precious. From we can Saint- end the episode right there. From the Sainted Mary Lee Johnston. <laughs> Tonight. Today, whenever you listen to this, you're tuned into the vocal stylings of the Reverse Row and myself, Robbie Hoover. Our wires are tapped, most certainly. And if you're listening on this episode, we're discussing blank space, blank space, blank space, and cash shit. Because this... This is the Cash Shit Podcast. I don't know what we're talking about tonight. Um, it's an <laughs> unexciting week, um, overall. Um, yeah. Can we just talk about SmackDown? I don't even remember what really happened there, though. I, 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 I don't either. Um, oh, I, I, I remember the Queen attacked Drew Gulak. Um, uh, in a nice boot. I wish she had a white boot on to, you know, so it would have gone with the other side of the outfit. She um, looked great. Oh, she did she look amazing. Great. She she Ooh. bridged she bridged for filth. I think she took a yes, page. Yes, she did. She saw Natty uh, out there beating the girls down in Louis Vuitton and said, <laughs> ah, okay, so we doing the sharpshooter in heels. I got to go out here and hit this figure eight and a nasty yoga arch. Shout out to Trish Stratus. Um, yeah, I was watching it. I was watching it with um, Jesse, you know, Jesse, and he kind of gagged at her bridge. And I was like, damn, she is kind of like bridging something crazy right now. Like, <laughs> it was giving grudge. It was giving the conjuring. Yeah. Like, Mama, <laughs> Mama. It was, was definitely was... giving the ring tomorrow. <laughs> Mama was in a deep, deep arch. I was like, okay. Yes. Um, but no, that, that's one thing I can't talk about. No Roman. No Roman last Raw or SmackDown or tonight. Well, you get the you get the head of the table, the tribal chief, the ooh man, when it's necessary. Uh, that's what I'm gathering. Well, since you brought him up, let me... <laughs> what? What's going on? Uh, these reports that there is no plans of taking the title off of Roman even after... WrestleMania 39. (laughs) And I just want to (laughs) say, yes. I am all the way here for it. I don't give a fuck. I'm here for it. Well, I mean, 
my only argument is that they'll probably have to. I would, I would think. I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do, but I would think that would mean they were, they're splitting them back at some point. That's what I would think. They, they have to. At this point, they, there's, there's a couple of things that want to happen. You know what? Let, let's, let's do some prognostication since not a lot happened. Raw was kind of good for like the first hour and a half, and they had some bright spots, but then it was just, ugh, it felt like it was five hours for me. And that fucking wedding segment, oh my god. Um, but anyway. Let's 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 do some prognostication since apparently they do have our wires tapped and they're um, spitting verbiage like literal verbiage that we spit on this podcast. I think it happened like three times tonight on Raw that they said some shit exactly the way we said it last week. Yeah, I um I don't know who is listening, but Bruce Pritchard. I'm, I'm going to insert a Liam Neeson threat in this podcast. <laughs> Because because someone's listening because V is for verbatim. Um, there there yeah. was a couple things the last week, um, starting on Friday, and I was like, wait a minute, and it wasn't it wasn't even like because some of the shit that we spit on here is um, some of it is like e- easy trajectory. Like tonight, Kevin Owens right. being the person, like you you could have right. been blind and you knew that was coming. Exactly, fightful on. Tweet out, oh, just like we said. I guess when you're fightful, you have to take all the wins you can or any win that you can. The, uh, fuck, the 12 monkeys could see that Kevin Owens was going to be the damn mystery opponent. And if the character Cody Rose couldn't ascertain that, then he's a dumbass. So yeah. was it really a surprise, Seth Rollins? No. Don't think so. Like, but there are some things outside of that that were literally like, Things that are, are so out that are like deep in our bag, but so outside of their bag that when it was said, I was like, uh, hold on, <laughs> wait a minute, hold on, like hold on. that whole money in the bank pitch I threw last week. Um, and with the women kind of giving, oh, girl, well, our titles are unified, so we're not about to be in it because the boys are doing too much, was literally mentioned on SmackDown, and I was like, no, girl, hold on. And then tonight, about two or three things, I was like, no, wait a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, whoever you are, I'm going to find you. And when I find you, you're going to write me a check. <laughs> okay. For this well, very um, particular set of skills that we have. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. It, but yeah, so we can prognosticate that. Um, like I, I think I said earlier to you, the, the it, you know, what do they do for Survivor Series if we keep running this way? Um, and my answer was they pretty much turned it into bragging rights. Right. And and then and then to that I said, okay, well, and I didn't take the worst case scenario like I normally do. I said, okay, cool. If they do that, then they guess they can have qualifiers for, you know, who gets to fight who on the car. But at that point, if I'm qualifying to fight Roman Reigns, why don't I just fight him for the title? <laughs> why am I fighting mm-hmm. him for anything? But the fuck bragging rights, bitch. I want the belt that I right. want. You know, so I'm, I'm thinking that if Cena's coming back towards, uh, you know, after the summer, if they're doing all these different things with, some, with, with Survivor Series needing a selling point and with it having been brand versus brand, champion versus champion, which took, which while, you know, why not, not champions wasn't really a thing anymore. I'm like, okay, at some point they got to get that belt off that man, because that, that additional belt. They got to split them because. Because, yeah, and, he, and, and 39 is next is next year. I've always said yeah. SummerSlam will be next year. So I'm cool with, you know, that's unprecedented for him to have carried the belt into 
X amount of manias. Like, yeah, like that's unprecedented. I have no problem with that. My only problem is when they lack imagination to build on this thing that, that that's going on in a way that's sensical, in a way that isn't ridiculously heavy-handed and, and book themselves into a corner, which we know they're good for. Well, I'm going to trust in Paul Heyman being a part of the process, and hopefully this remains interesting and, and ticks up and, you know, they find ways to, you know, add a little crinkle here and there when it's mm-hmm. needed. Um, but you know, as well, before you go on, they, they, there's been times when Paul's been the head of some great stuff and it gets snuffed. So I, you know, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, well, here, here's, here's an easy route. Money in a bank is in July. Cody Rhodes wins money in the bank. Cashes in on Roman for the WWE title, the title that he really wants. Mm-hmm. End the story. End the story. Like right there. That's how you split the belts. He cashes in because you can't cash in for both of them. You got to choose one. Right. So he cashes in for WWE title. He gets it in a, like maybe a two minute match because he catches Roman after a hard fought battle and and he, and he catches him and. That lead that can lead you into Survivor Series where Roman finally gets his uh his chance at redemption, not title for title, but you know a a fair quote unquote fair match against Cody Rhodes because you absolutely need to split those titles back up. Um, Roman should not be holding both titles until next year. I will say that this is cute for now, but let let's not let this go past July. Money in the bank. Why why would he have both of them for next year? That's what I'm saying. He shouldn't. Oh, yeah, until next year. Okay, got you. you. Yeah, no, he should not do that because, like, what is Raw fighting for then? Because if he's not going to be appearing on Raw, what the fuck is Raw fighting for? If you're not in the U.S. title picture, if you're not in the tag title picture, why are you here? And that was my thing. It made me at least go tonight. Like, I was, it's a double edge on this one. But I was like, wow, so you all do know how to write storylines that don't involve titles. Um, but then I was also like, wow, they're not good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it was one of those things that I was like, Ugh. at least if the title was involved in it, there's some kind of stakes. Um, and then also to lend over to what I said last week, um, you know, Austin goes over tonight, excuse me, Theory, mm-hmm. went, over, went over tonight. And the, I've never seen the heels have a celebration for another heel champion being crowned that was kind of strange um and then vince coming out to you know to acknowledge that um it definitely like if if theory were to come in next week and say hey while i'm hot while i'm running i've also beat ricochet how about i go grab that title too and having mm-hmm. Vince's ear, that could very well storyline wise make sense um but I, that was that was kind of strange i was like what the fuck but um, um i to me what I so heels have celebrated championship wins of other heels before, but the difference is it's been in, within the same damn um stable, like the Brainbusters right, when right, they won right, the right, tag yeah, titles, the, locker room. the Heenan family, right? <laughs> yeah. But so what I just assumed is because he came out right after is Vince made them go out. That that's yeah, I, I, that's, that's what I went with as well. But that would still be really strange. But because well, why would Vince just choose heels? Well, because Vince is a heel at this point. Like, I mean, he's a heel. Yeah, so. we know, but if you can make the whole locker room go, 
make the whole locker room go. I don't understand saying, hey, all the bad guys, <laughs> go out front real quick. There's a girl, yeah. a new girl. I got my new daughter. I brought her out. <laughs> she wanted to dance with the devil. <laughs> I would hate to have to bring my other daughter out. She hasn't knocked a couple of people lately, but she's been dying to dance with the devil. Well, that's what happened. Um, There's a lot of dumb shit. <laughs> On Ross and I like. Why would you book two fucking segments like that? Like the Kevin Owens show was great. Like I, if Kevin Owens wasn't at the helm of this Ezekiel bullshit, it would be so stupid and just eye-rolled and annoying. But Kevin Owens is so goddamn good at whatever the fuck you want him to do. Yeah, he is. And then you sprinkled a little razzle dazzle on it by putting the greatness that is Chad Gable out there. A uh, thank you. <laughs> and it was like, this is fucking fantastic. Yeah, this is, in spite uh, of that storyline, all of that made sense. All of it yes, made sense. And it was all entertaining. Yeah, and it was. And um, then we had the two-hour wedding that just brought the show to a screeching fucking halt. Oh, and the crowd was like, clip, trying to say, we do not give a shit about... They were doing some kind of... Not even just the what chance. They were doing some kind of humming chant. I guess this might be a football or... Um, basketball chant uh-huh, for their home uh-huh, teams, but uh-huh. this is a clear indication that we have to entertain ourselves, and this shit is dumb. But it's gonna keep going for the next twenty fucking minutes. I, I just, I, I can't. I, truth, I can't. truth did his best to get us a, a hand around it. He did his best to like reel it in, but it was giving. Yeah, but the yeah. material was not good, so it wasn't a lot he could do there. He, the material was just not good. Um. I, I did say we ended up just going right into row. I'll get back to prognostications. I got something that I okay. feel like you're gonna love. Okay. I feel like you're gonna love. But Ooh, real and quick, and after so, you do that, I'm gonna introduce the um the Nikki Cross Alexa thing we thought about. <laughs> okay. Um so I had said at the start of the match, yo, I'm not gonna lie, the Street Profits have been been getting hold. For mm-hmm. a few weeks now. Mm-hmm. Like, in my head, I'm like, they have to win this match mm-hmm. because they look completely and utterly useless and just like a non-factor because they get they keep getting hold and they and they won. Um in a perfect world, they'll run their asses over on the SmackDown and run the Russos into the Russos, wow. Run the <laughs> Usos into the wall. And keep this edge. And uh, honestly, tonight was a quasi heel turn. They're definitely leaning heel now. Mm-hmm. Instead of just, just having edge, they're leaning heel. Um, which will be very interesting. I don't know. I don't know how to. That, that's going to be weird. Um, yeah, it's going to be real weird. Why? Because, but, of the, because of the Bianca dynamic? Or what are you, why do you think that? Well, not necessarily. I don't think okay. people okay. have to like married couples have to be the same alignment. Yeah, they're, they're obviously that uh, Naomi and Jimmy exactly. are two different alignments right now. Yeah, but also like because people are married doesn't mean they have to have the same personality. Like a very good person could be married to an asshole. Exactly. Um, simple as that. So I like that. It's just more. yeah, exactly. And, and it's just he and Seth, and you're just batshit crazy. Right, and we'll get to that. Um. I don't see I don't see it for Montez Ford being a heel. He's he just screams underdog babyface like to me. Yes. I I just don't see it. I don't see it. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. Yes. But he probably could do bratty heel. 
because most of those people also do bratty heel very well. Gargano, Shawn Michaels, Paul Roma. Like, there's a history of guys that just scream to some degree, you know, screamed at some point, you know, babyface that in a heel run took off. And the bigger the heel you are, the the bitter the bigger face you make afterwards. So I mean, if he can pull that off, I'm not mad. Dawkins he, gives me heel. Yeah, Dawkins. Yeah, Dawkins is fine. He could he could be a heel. Um, for me, it's it's pretty it's giving Kofi. Like when the New Day was heel, to me it was just weird. Like Kofi seemed out of place to me. Mm-hmm. Kofi is not a heel at all. Yeah, Ricky Steamboat not a heel. You know, like yeah, it just you know, seemed all. I do, I do feel like that if New Day had a heel run now that they know what they are, I think part of them being healed at first and not and them trying to find out what New Day was at the same time was part of some of the issue. I think now they could be, um, they could do it more or or at least or add more edge and it not be an issue um, because New Day would make you understand why they were being heels and I, and not even that. I think they at this point deserve to be a little badass about it. If I'm to be honest, it's, it's time to stop playing nice if you're New Day, like in real life and on screen. So, well, I think at this point, the New Day is going to, I don't want to use the word suffer, um, but they're going to be, they're going to have the John Cena syndrome. As faces, they are just over as hell and are going to remain it and they sell too much merchandise. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, I, I think that's that's where we are with the New Day. Is like they can literally you, make any kind of merch for New Day, and people are going to want it. In my perfect world, they don't even have. They could be tweeners, for, and like they could just be shit talkers, it, 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 like like certifiable shit talkers, and get in that ring and just start wrecking motherfuckers. Like I, they are, they are. We've talked about this at length. I mean, Big E, just eat that shit rain, how Kofi's got done at the end of his rain. Like, it's a lot of things that, like, they just deserve their flowers, and I wouldn't mind them digging niggas a few graves in order to plant some. That's all I'm saying. So if they came back with a little attitude, I wouldn't be mad at all. That's what all I right. prefer. In my, in my ultimate world, they would have a little bit of attitude on them and a little bit of stank on it because, like, like the, new, the Usos are in their longest reign right now and SmackDown's longest reign. But you can't mention that without thinking about, well, who had the longest Raw tag reign? Oh, the New Day. Oh, well, shit, they also have the most reigns, period. Like, I don't know. I just feel like that would be that that would be grounds for us to just be like, oh, you motherfuckers is cute. Like the way Randy undressed uh, New Day, the Usos on, on Friday. He was getting, <laughs> oh, hey, that's very cute, but me by myself. Right. Please don't you ever forget. <laughs> right. Don't you like like Roman's five times championships? Multiply that by three, damn near. Yeah. No, he, he was talking his shit. Don't ever like him, Kofi, Miz, those Dolph. Are, Dolph, mm-hmm. some of the most decorated niggas in wrestling. Mm-hmm. So like, baby, all of this cute, you know. I'm glad y'all got y'all little long reign. <laughs> but uh as for me. I'm the only yeah, I, the only active nigga right now outside of Edge that could right. that, that could break sixteen. I'm the only yeah. one, and I got steam left. So plenty. Yeah, that's that's the kind of shit I want New Day to talk. Yeah, they ain't got to necessarily be heels to talk that kind of shit, but I want them to get about they like. I want the characters to be about they, they business in a way that it's like we're not here to play with y'all no more. Y'all be weak in the knees. Stand up. Stand up. Like, we'll play on that ramp. We'll play everywhere else. And once we hit this ring, it's giving doom. 
It's it's giving we very much that. I wanted to give like you know. So that's what I'm saying about the street prophets. If they if they, they, they I like the edge. Um, I always will reference this for for I even referenced it recently in to somebody that did not watch wrestling, but it was just about like somebody calling their shot and we're talking about music. But the person was vaguely familiar with wrestling from back in the day, so I mentioned Triple H's My Time promo. Mm-hmm. That man, that promo, and that man took a complete fucking left and had did and did not look back till he put them boots in the ring at WrestleMania. That man, that man put that got on broad, not even like to the audience on broadcast to the people at home watching and cut that My Time promo on there and put that and threw their headset down and went in that ring and went to work. And him and China did not look back. Sometimes it's really just about, you know, stating your claim and in advance calling your shot. That's kind of where the street profits are for me. I don't, I don't mind it at all. Yeah, the only problem with the Brady Hill thing is that's not what it's given right now. Um, oh no, I, no, I'm just saying about him in particular. You know, you always, you always had like one, right. you know, smaller guy, a guy that wasn't necessarily as big, but he just was, you know, he was snarky, he was an asshole, X Pac, you know, Shawn Michaels, like it's, it's tons of those guys that just. And so I'm, glad you, I'm glad you said that because I wonder if they look at him as a smaller guy because he's not fucking small. He's not. But I that's a tall and he's putting on and he's putting on muscle. You can clearly see him bulking up. And that may be why. Yeah, he you can clearly see him bulking up. He is not as thin as he was before. That 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 upper body is getting he he's skipping leg day for sure, but that upper body is um <laughs> is getting there. Um I mean, maybe the, maybe the better—he's he's not the a better, small guy. Maybe the better place would be like a young Edge, then ultimate, you know, entering the ultimate opportunist Edge. Because when Edge wasn't looked at that way either, he came from that one injury and he was juiced out of his mind. And mm-hmm. then after that, it just kind of started rolling. But Edge was lanky as well; he was just tall and lanky for a long time. Yeah. So maybe, I, I, maybe it goes that route. I just don't. I don't. I don't. It's weird for me with Ford as a um, as a heel. It's just weird, but. We'll see where it goes. Um, yeah, I think if it, is, it works, it works. I think it's I think it is weird for right now, but I think it's one good promo from from clicking, and you'll be like, okay, I see it. Yeah, I don't think we'll it's see. That, I don't think it's that far out of the woods, to be honest. Um, but yeah, uh, so you want to go ahead and prognosticate? Um, one more thing about Rob <laughs> before I get there. <laughs> we we drag him when we have to, which mm-hmm. is about ninety percent of the time. But they are handling and presenting Cody Rhodes, yeah, like nobody's business right now. And if yeah. they continue this, they will have signed and snatched back a major star. Um, they they can do. We said this last week, but again, they can do the things like. And it's very clear that they want him seen as that. All this crazy pyro. Multiple times throughout the night, um, multiple times during the fucking entrance. He like <laughs> he had three different sets of pyro during his one entrance. I'm like, holy shit, what's going on? Um, it's 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 wild. They but yet they're presenting him as they should. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 gonna call Cody Rhodes winning Money in the Bank. Did they run out of so, time tonight? You think? I don't know. That was weird as hell. The ending was weird. Because there, like, was, there was no sign-off. All we got was Lawler saying, um, I think Cody's hurt. 
Um, and then it just cut off. That was definitely not the scripted sign off. Yeah, at all. I think it was we were supposed to get more of a beat down or something along them lines where they just got like I just strange. mean a commentary. Like look, they're not signing like, off no, a commentary no, with even, Jerry Lawler saying the, that. Yeah, but me, but me pushing you off the top rope and you hitting the barricade, that's not the end of me beating your ass. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not a it wasn't a, if it was a table he had gone through, okay, that maybe have would have more of a punctuation. But just to push you off the top rope and you hit the barricade and you're still talking, it was like, huh? It was very weird. It was weird. It was very was weird. Like, mm. Maybe USA said, girl, cut the cameras. Dead ass. <laughs> Dead ass. <laughs> um, no, nah, but they, yeah, I'm calling Cody for money in the bank and cashing in to take the WWE title and bring it back on over to Raw. Um, yeah. yeah I, the other thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, my prognostication. Uh, and it's not even that. It's just what I would want. So at this point, Becky has to come back to do something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she she's clearly gonna want to rematch, um, and all that. But let let's take it a different route. Okay, sounds. I, I got a different route my head too. Talk to me. Let's take it a route where she don't need a rematch because this crazy, delusional, out of her mind bitch is like, no, I'm still the champion, and is walking around <laughs> with a fake belt. She did that back Bring her back. Did she? She had, um, right after Mania, I think they, she was backstage at Mania the next, on Sunday, and she had one of the replica uh, belts, and she was walking around with it. Yeah. She I swear that. to God, I did not know that. Oh, yeah, she did that. On oh, my mama, I did not know <laughs> that. But well, Look at, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so, I want her to return. Music hits. It's playing for a little bit. And then she just walks out with a title and just acts like WrestleMania never happened. And like Bianca eventually comes out like, girl, uh-uh, what are you doing? And <laughs> Becky's like, I don't know why you have that toy on your shoulder, but I'm not giving you a title match. Bye. And then leaves. Like she just completely avoids um, Bianca. And compl- anytime somebody brings up WrestleMania, she just cuts it and just, <laughs> I need a psychotic... <laughs> like I just need a psychotic break not for Becky break. Lynch I was say, not a because break. because she's had the top because it was running with the thing where she's been a champion every day for the past what two years mm-hmm. she's gotta that's gotta like fuck with her mind at some point come back come back with the title and then you can eventually get to a WrestleMania 10 type ladder match with both belts hanging right um, that's and that's why. Conversely, that's why I said that about Roman because these two people have mastered the character that they are in this moment so much so that I would even enjoy knowing who they're going to be without without the piece that makes them who they are, like the piece that gives them the access that inflates the egos of these characters. I want to see who this character that I enjoy so much now is once this piece is missing. You know, it's like once Thanos lost the gauntlet. It's like. Who are you now? Let, let's see. Because right. this person still wields a significant amount of amount of power. So storyline-wise, where does this go? I'm very interested in that. Um, well, for Roman, it's going to be a lot harder because a lot more so than Becky, his character is literally, literally centered only on being the champion. Yeah. I'm, because that, that determines everything else he does. So um, it's going to be hard. 
I don't dis disagree, but there's a there's probably for me more likenesses there, than there is difference. I don't disagree at all that his that is central to his character, uh, central lower integral and center. Um, <laughs> it's integral. It's a new word. Put it in a dictionary. Um, <laughs> but that it's uh, integral to his character. But dare I say, like she she's even notated on Twitter where like girl that's cute, but I've held this belt. <laughs> like I've been a champion, you know, outside of maternity leave. For X amount of time. Like, I've never not been a champion on this brand since this date. So, like, she had, like she has even more of a claim to, like, I don't know how to function right now. Like, the only reason I knew how to function outside of this when I wasn't here was because I, I, I brought more life into the world. Like, that was the only preoccupation I had, making life, you know, being sickening, you know, being a woman, you know, like... That's the only break that I had was like, it was to go create something even more meaningful and then to come right back where I was. Like, so she's never like, I don't know, like for me, that's really, really, they're both kind of in my mind, neck and neck. And I've, I think I've said that before on here before um, Mania when I was talking about how number of days, but um, yeah, like, but either way, I'm just, it's kudos to both for how they've managed to portray a character that I'll find interesting even in defeat. It's not many characters that I find interesting in defeat. That was what was so good about uh, uh, Bum Corbin. Whenever he was losing, you know, losing constantly, that was what was interesting because you wanted to see how deeper down that hole he was. When you make a character good when they lose it, you've done mm -hmm. a thing. You've done a thing at that point. So yeah, I'm very interested. I would like her to go on a tour of just like the belts that she hasn't touched. That I think it makes sense as well too. You know, she hasn't been a tag champion yet. She never held the NXT title, and they love sending people down there right now. And if you want to get eyes on the NXT, well, that's a damn good way. But it is. I would love to look. I would love for her to you know look at become kind of obsessed um, with the one she, the belts she hasn't touched yet. Like them belts ain't made because they ain't been through me yet. You know what I'm saying? So that would that could segue to her coming back, challenge the tag champions maybe, and then. But they don't need it because they ain't got no goddamn team. I'm gonna get to that in a second too. My prognostications, but that would lead to her and Bailey. So that's an, an immediate foil for Sasha, and and now we got this whole situation going on. Listen, this Becky and the Bailey that we had before injury <laughs> together, please, it is absolute, leave me alone. Absolutely, please leave me alone. Absolute madness. It will be absolute madness. I, I already can't take. It would be complete and utter mad. Them two bouncing off each other would be literal insanity. Um, that is disgusting. Give it to me now. And speaking of, we 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 rolled around this idea, and so I'll start you guys off where we were. I started it off, and then you can jump in where you jumped in uh, in our conversation. But I didn't we, uh, hold on. Didn't we do this here? That's where it originated. No, we did it in a group chat. We've never talked about really? it here. I meant for us to talk about it here, and we've not talked about it here yet. Not at all. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So, um, Alexa Bliss, if one of you girls is listening, can tell Alexa Bliss to pick up the, uh, <laughs> the podcast <laughs> at the thirty at the thirty one uh, mark. Um, so here's what here's what I, I I think they should do with that with that situation. We've got Nikki Ash cross right and we've talked about before her be her having a split as well her being a superhero and a supervillain right and then you could let nikki cross be her clark kent essentially right so we said then the evil version of her could be teaming so let's say that's ash ash could be teaming with um 
Dewdrop. And let's mm-hmm. say the other version is um let's say the other version is Nikki Cross, right? And then Nikki is just the middle at the in the middle. So so then we get Nikki Cross, right? And Cross is teaming with let's say let's say she happens to appear with like a, a somebody that's a face right now. So it could be Alexa, face Alexa, and whatever iteration that is, right? And mm-hmm. you don't know which version you're gonna get that week. You don't know you don't know who she's gonna be teaming with or which version you're gonna get, and they don't even know. So insert the tag team titles into that picture, right? Nikki could very well be like on the defending and the challenging team of <laughs> for the for the tag championships. She could literally lose and win in the same match because you don't know which version of her she's getting ready to be. So then Rail said, Well, you could pair her with Alexa, and Alexa could do the same, could offer the same thing. Mm-hmm. So now we got this whole team that we don't know which versions we're going to get, and maybe they don't even know which version they're ready to get that day. Because you could have Twisted Bliss, or you could have, uh, what did we wind up calling? I, I kept, I just kept saying Fiend Alexa, because uh, what else do you going to call her? <laughs> yeah, and so you've got two versions of her. So then he presented the idea of just pretty much having this tag team that could either be face- Heel or or or, or whatever. Exactly. Like imagine the greatness of the of of face Alexa and Nikki being tag champs, right? And so they're defending the titles against a heel dewdrop and her tag team partner, heel Alexa Bliss. And so Dewdrop is in the ring. (laughs) <laughs> with the heel like like with or face Alexa or whatever and Alexa makes a hot tag to face Nikki Cross but soon as face Nikki steps in the ring Alexa goes to heel Alexa and just wallops <laughs> face Nikki because now she's not going to do job Steve the insanity would be hilariously entertaining yes it would and that Tag her would, in just to beat her shit in. <laughs> right. And you, I mean, like that, and like her going through the, like crawling across the ring to make the hot tag and then literally just changing in the in drop of a dime and being a psychotic bitch. Um, that I think is, I think we've created enough suspended reality around those people that that would work and it would give some edge and some chaos. And I mean, that's just three people that it would give so much to do. And the rest of the roster going up against them is like, who are we getting ready to fight tonight? I don't, bitch, I don't know who we're gonna fight tonight. It could be, it could be this one, that one, this one, that one, and that one. Like, that's hilarious. That's that's the space we've carved out for wrestling. You know, whenever we we allow them to do these things, we've given them carte blanche to just say, you know, we're doing this crazy shit tonight, and you guys are going to enjoy it because it's going to be entertaining because we're making logic of the world that we've created. So that's a that will be a way to you know get Alexa doing something. Um, she's on her honeymoon still. Get Nikki back in the picture. Dewdrop is amazing. I don't understand. And y'all bringing up, you know, new hoes, and you still ain't done nothing with the hoes you had. So I mean, I'm, I'm a little confused on that. Um, and then I didn't. See, they kind of tonight fast tracked uh, Deville and Belair. Um, yeah, could have <laughs> swore that was gonna just happen at at Backlash, but. Uh, apparently they realized next week is in Knoxville and it was like, Oh, aren't you from there? We should do something. Um, <laughs> because apparently we all just discovered, even though we've had this, this place booked for months that Raw is in Knoxville next week. So yeah, cool. 
I was just like, y'all didn't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the way they like to treat people in their hometown, I can absolutely see um, DeVille getting DQ'd by like attacking her with a chair and like beating her down like hard body to run the rematch at Backlash. Um, so creating a reason to have another match. Um, yes, yes. Having a match to set up a match. Yes, between the same people. Yes, yes. That's nope. That's very uh them. Yeah, that is them. It is. That is very it them. Is. And it's 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 like <laughs> this Deville thing. Anna Pierce tells us she's on the invest. Do y'all not watch the show? What do you need to investigate? <laughs> what the fuck is there to investigate? Because if you're going to investigate. Her actions, what do you have to do? You have to watch the shows. So are y'all not watching the damn shows already? It is very much the same way the Oscars said they needed to investigate the slap. And I was like, y'all didn't see it? What are you investigating? What's being investigated? She's been doing this for a year now to all the black women. <laughs> what, it's a hate crime at this point. She she needs to be prosecuted for hate crimes. Like, I don't understand what you need to investigate. She's been doing it out in the open, clear as day. Last week, she did it again. <laughs> yeah, the girl said we need to investigate, like, which I don't see, which I haven't seen. A mess. I was, um, I was indeed confused, yeah. and I was like, huh? A mess. What I wasn't confused about is that purple light behind uh, Rhea Ripley. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very purposeful. Yeah, we called that, too. Mm-hmm. That was like, oh. I'm starting to wonder if one of us works for PW Insider or something. <laughs> We definitely been letting Maybe the girls so. letting the girls know what's getting ready to go down and where it should go down and the ways that it can go down. So well, mm-hmm. hopefully they listen for this Becky thing because I've been enjoying Becky lately. In order for me to continue that, I would like her to be this crazy delusional bitch and just match just match her husband um, <laughs> because Joker is. Seth is everything. Absolutely insane. I get a little bit of the monarch as well from um from Venture Bros. It's a little bit of monarch in there. Um, if for those that are I don't know who that is. No, he's yeah. he's an insane villain on Venture Bros. And it's like <laughs> it's it's the key of all keys. It's like it's yeah, it's very Seth. It's okay. extremely Seth, and you would definitely enjoy. You'd be like, "What the fuck am I watching?" And I'll be like, "Venture Bros. Show." Um, but yeah, I um, I mean. Like we were saying before, Mania, Seth really can't do any wrong. Uh, KO can't do any wrong. Sammy can't do any wrong. Um, there are some people that just pick up the ball and, like, run ain't even a word. Like, they pick up the ball in this given. Well, damn, I didn't see all of that coming. Yeah, no, that, that's where we are. And that big rub that Kevin Owens got um, from Stone Cold is <laughs> is having him having him trying to prove that someone's lying. Um, yeah, that's what he did right after Stone Cold. He's trying to prove Elias is lying. Um, and while it's entertaining, it's definitely like you're in a comedy program now. 
totally a comedy program. Like, yeah, in a comedy program. Um, yeah, but also, what else is he to do? There's no belt there to fight for. And I think that I think vacuuming out that championship in a weird way, like it not even, and that was why earlier on I made the comment that you know Roman hadn't been on any of the shows and like you know the last few shows. Um, even vacuuming out the physical presence of that title does something to the show. It's because like yeah. what is what is any of this for? And then with Cody's you know beautiful pro, uh, promos about wanting the title it's about that specific title not this hybrid so it's just yeah he seems to be the only one that realizes the belt's not there <laughs> uh i'm just confused and then like because as of right now that makes theory's title the most prestigious title yeah. on the show and no one's even jockeying for that finn balor which i just i don't not even counting finn's nxt runs Finn has had more knockdown dragouts on Maine and has like and has taken more damage and and attribute and attribute hits like on a game than than he did tonight. And I was like, they they want us to believe like it's just I don't know. I feel like it's mad obvious that um Finn Balor is like being held held down or back or whatever you want to call it. It just it just ain't making sense. It, it's just not making sense to me. Like watching it, I'm like, y'all know we know Finn wrestles better than this y'all know we know finn can take more abuse than this y'all have booked him to take more abuse than this like having to oh he went for the coup de grace and jarred his neck girl <laughs> girl and that that to me is why i hate the 24 7 title because it just it spits in the face of every other match you mean to tell me all it takes is one crossbody? from a woman with no damage to you to pin a guy just right. one simple roll up with no damage to you to get the three like it's it's it just i i hate i hate it i hate yeah, it's definitely it, not it's definitely not cute it's not cute at all and like i mean we've always said that even it's the same thing in survivor series and the world rumble moves that would normally never pin a person or throw them over the top rope suddenly work like yeah. I, could, I could pin you at Survivor Series with a knee drop, and it's given. Well, there goes rails out of here. Like it would, it would give just that. Like uh, it's just, it's just really strange. Which is because there's so many other ways to get a person out of a match without them taking a lousy pin. Right. Count them out, disqualify them. There's so many other ways to go um, in a booking situation, especially when you have multiple people in a match, like it's all kinds of, and people that already have like existing feuds, all kinds of melees and carrying on can happen. But again, here we are. But yeah, I, I just Finn, I don't understand what they have against the man. Send him to SmackDown. Just get him out of Vince's, uh, crosshairs. Cause like that man, this just been even, even, I mean, he's had the championship for like not long at all, but he had already taken like three dubs from, um, from a theory. So it's like, you all realize that you wanted us to believe that this man as the demon was getting ready to be Roman Reigns, right? <laughs> and this man is getting washed clean. Yeah. By theory. Yeah. Who I don't have a problem with, but I'm nowhere near believing that he's this good. Not yet. I'm not there. I'm, and I followed this, this man's career on and off for a while. 
Well, um, because they he, haven't made it so. They haven't built exactly. him to be, It's literally him backstage segments with Vince McMahon. That's it. That's it. There's been no build to, oh, the Austin Theory is this amazing competitor and tough as nails, even though he's a whiny little brat who's taking advantage of his relationship with Vince McMahon, whatever that relationship may be. Um, <laughs> they, 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 they've not established him as any kind of like real threat outside of having, having Vince's support, which don't do shit when you're wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So it's it's just a lack of fleshing out this this part of the character. Yeah, and someone's gonna here. say, "Well, this is them doing that." No, you don't do that with someone the caliber of a Finn Balor and at his expense. Right. You just don't do that. Like I, someone tweeted, um, during Raw that oh, so Veer is now the beat up local jobbers every week guy and i'm like well yeah because it's a tried and true method that shit still I prefer that works. i prefer that over you it's, being somebody it else. still works yeah. it worked wonders for ryback until they ended up fucking it up by putting him in a world title match that he shouldn't have been in because he couldn't win and cm punk couldn't lose the belt at that time inside of a hell in a fucking cell <laughs> um it worked wonders with braun Strowman. you see where he went from to to where mm-hmm. he got to as a wwe superstar that shit still works that is how you establish that you uh, yeah and speaking of established like what does beating Finn Balor even mean right now since the nigga came back he's just taking L after L after L after L what does beating Finn Balor even mean right now what does that fucking mean you beat Finn Balor great everyone has since he can't since he came back like his last few matches tag or otherwise that man has been jobbed the fuck out. So, like, what does beating him even mean if you're not getting the level of Finn Balor we know that, like, was the inaugural Universal Champion? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, so, like, him, like, and and this is how you know the Undertaker was playing, right? If you're going to vacuum out your main title, your secondary title has to get vaulted and has to get elevated. It needs to sit above... It needs to sit above the Intercontinental title and, and right below the Universal, you know, unified situation. And there's been nothing that suggests any of that. Like, there's nothing about the caliber of match. Because some things you can say with work rate. There are some things you can say with, like, an amazing match and go, well, shit, mm-hmm. there was, the story wasn't there before, but they got never ring and burned the fuck down. At least I know that you got to be able to wrestle to hold that title. That didn't happen. The story isn't strong enough. So I don't really see how you're vaulting this title in a way to say, like, this is right now the only single men's title on this show. This and is- no one seems to care except Cody Rhodes. It's like, how how is Adam Pierce in Sonya Deville's office not filled with superstars every week now? Like, why am I here? Why, why, why am I wrestling anyone if i stack up some wins what am i why why there's no title here and they've they've made no indication that roman is going to be on both shows as a matter of fact i would say that they've pretty much made it clear through roman's words and stuff that he's staying on smackdown he's not going to be going back and forth between raw and smackdown right defending both belts right it's just both belts are on smackdown so it's like it's the whole argument of when Brock was champion and gone for months and months on end. 
Right. Why does any of this matter if you're not in the title feud for the U.S. title or the tag titles? What are you doing? You're just you're running on a treadmill. Yeah. Not you're even, going I mean, nowhere. Like every, everyone should have immediately turned to the U.S. title and been like, I want that belt then. There's no other belts right. here. I want let's let's all go after that belt then. Niggas is running like, behind the 24-7 title. No. For whatever reason. Edge and AJ. Edge and AJ. Two of the top stars of the company. Mm-hmm. Especially on Raw. If you just take Raw. They're about to have a match. If I win, if I beat, if I'm AJ Styles and I beat Edge, or if I'm Edge and I beat AJ Styles again. The next stop is the WWE goddamn title. Period. Like, what else? Uh, huh? Two multi-time Ooh. champions, uh, a Hall of Famer and a first-round Hall of Famer, uh, going at it, and we ain't worried about no titles? Like, like AJ Styles beat John Cena, clean as a whistle, at SummerSlam, <laughs> right? Dude. Um, And we were like, well, there is literally only one place for him to go. Yeah. After that. And the next month, that's exactly where he went. He won the championship. He beat Dean Ambrose for the WWE title because that was the only place to go. So if you're on Raw and you're Edge and AJ Styles and this feud, whoever comes out on top, the only next stop is the WWE title. But it's not here. And it's on a it's on a brand that you're not on. And I think that's the um, that's the odd thing that we're starting to notice here is that like it's a unified title, which should mean he's on he's defending to any and everybody on both shows, right? But no one seems to be asking for that, um, except Cody Rhodes on Raw, and then the show that he's supposed to be on SmackDown. No one's asking. For it. They don't want that smoke. <laughs> They don't want it with the Ooh man over on SmackDown. Like, nobody on SmackDown is worried about being a champion? Like, it should. If I'm Ricochet, I'm even giving, hey, is Roman busy because y'all keep sending me tag teams to fight and I don't have time. <laughs> y'all sent out a fucking tag team. Like, y'all, like, y'all don't need tag teams in your tag team scene. Y'all sent some tag teams to me to fight. There was once upon a time where... Being an Intercontinental Champion meant you were the number one contender. And once you lost that, your next stop was as the challenger for the WWE title. Yeah. WWF title. Yeah. There was once a time where that was the case. Um, I I just, I don't know. Like I said, this U.S. title don't mean shit. But it it should and it has to with it being the top championship on the brand right now. The only. So, <laughs> the only singles male Championship because you can't even call the twenty four seven title that because it's on a woman right now. Um, yeah, that's that's what, that. What so, the so the top title on actually the top title on Raw is around Bianca's waist. That let's that's the T there. Do you if you expected a rebut from me, you will not look, huh? <laughs> you are very correct about that. You will not hear a word. I mean. And it's like us even between even between those two titles, and I think they're doing more now, oddly enough, to stabilize the raw one. Um, but the women's like, if you look at the the, it's a very short list, and not that they have as dense a roster, but those belts have been around now for a while. It's a very short list of women that have held 
those belts. It's a very short list. It's not a long yeah, list. They, of, they keep going to the same people, the yeah, same women. But to mm-hmm. and, and though that I'm though that I'm sure that irks a lot of people, um, it also stabilizes the belts. It's a gift and a curse. Because though like that, like for like I've always said, I wanted one of those titles. And to me, the one that made that mattered the most was the SmackDown one because I thought the SmackDown one is when it started all the mess. Um, and even though it was the second belt, it started a lot of the um a lot of the carrying on that we have right now. Um I really feel like they've done a good job to kind of protect the integrity of the belts. So yeah, uh the women's titles, uh and both right now are held by Two of the best. Yes, two women who make it a point to to want to be champion. Mm-hmm. Like they want the titles. They make it seem like everything they do is to be champion. Mm-hmm. It's really that easy. <laughs> it's that it's that fucking easy. And I, it's just weird to me that nobody else seems to give a good goddamn about. Like I will be like I will be in, in DeVille and Pierce's office like tearing the door down. That's why I'm so sick of these things. I say that you crying, you don't think something is ever signed. You don't say something is not. I don't understand how you gonna be naked and change it. You don't understand how you wake up. Like tearing yeah. like what do y'all want me to what what am I here to do? I need a title shot, I need to be doing something like that could be a running discussion, like, like a running situation. Okay, well, you'll get a tag title shot tonight. Go find a partner. You can face our rated RKO tonight. You know, like it it could speak to the eventual chaos that I talked about last week that would lead to money in the bank being about splitting all that shit back up. But as of right now, I yeah, there's there's more harm than good with him holding both of those. Yeah, no, I I can't I can't disagree. I like I like the visual. I like. Love the, the fact visual. that they're trying to make him the greatest champion of all time, the greatest superstar. That's where that's what they're doing. Um because it is the most intriguing male character in a very, very long time. I the last person and the last time I felt that someone cared about being world champion. This much was Triple H in 2000. He, all, his entire life was, I need to be the WWF champion. Everything I do is about getting the belt. I don't give a shit about nothing else. You won't give a fuck. I want that belt. I need that belt. As far as male characters go, the title has not meant more, in my opinion, since then. Um, the women have made it very clear that it, their titles do, like we just said. I think the only addendum I would add to that, the only pit stop, is when my my good my good Jude uh, CM Punk absconded with the <laughs> with the WWE Championship because the whole now they ruined the storyline after that. But the whole point was, I'm going to take that belt and I'm going to leave with it. That was probably yeah. one of the last times that I gagged. Like, girl, what's getting rid of that? Well, for me, that was more about sticking it to WWE than it was about him wanting to be champion. That's the problem. That like that's that's the difference there for me. I, oh yeah, it was yeah. more I, about I, like I a middle I, finger up to them. I, but I think that's what I'm. I think what I'm saying is, I think that was another time where 
a title victory or win was super significant in a way that was like to the character yeah, yeah, yeah. that was like, oh girl, this means something. Like this is a big fucking deal. Like if he wins this, this is getting ready to be chaotic as fuck. Because that was a short reign. Um, it was four, even, it was six it, days. Yeah, and then he came back and won it again after that and held it for that four thirty four. Um, but I just remember that being like, oh bitch, if he does this, like what happens next? Now, of course, much like you know, Roman situation, they don't have a plan in place. So the person winning the belt doesn't mean does it goes nowhere because they don't they didn't plan for it to go anywhere. But I said six, I meant eight because it was a following raw. And then don't remember, don't forget how they dick Rey Mysterio because remember Rey Mysterio won that tournament and then they had yeah, to immediately yeah. fight John Cena and John. Well, like, that was the eighth day. Yeah, that was that on that eighth day. They, that and that and that's the night CM Punk came back. Um with cult of personality. Uh and they completely ruined that storyline. <laughs> <laughs> completely like right away and then he lost it at SummerSlam and got it back at Survivor Series and that started his long mm-hmm. 434 reign or 436 whatever it was 434 um, 434 um, yeah but to me a person a wrestler has not made it so centrical centrical <laughs> his character <laughs> like Roman has done with with these belts and the last person again to me was Triple H in 2000 literally everything he did was about being champion and staying champion um it's mm-hmm. all he cared about it's it's what Ric Flair did like um, so uh Roman has done a yeah. good job of showing you its translation to power yeah oh absolutely and, yes and that's yes. i think that's what you're supposed to do and i think you know i think part of Back to our discussion last week, I think part of I think that plays into who you put it on next, because now now saying that this thing gives you this unprecedented uh, access collateral status, um, that person now inherits how vaulted this championship is now, and they would ideally inherit the same perks. So it's like, well, now we have to be a lot more judicious about who this goes to because he's made this thing matter. Um, and I don't, and like, I, like I said then, and I'm saying, you know, it's just, Cody is doing a very good job of establishing yes. why that specific belt matters to him. That is, and, I was literally they, about to say that. And the only, and, and, and what's crazy about it is that fell in their hands. Had Cody not signed, I don't know what destiny play, what manifest destiny play they would have for anybody else. And I don't trust that they would have come up with that. They landed Cody. And the net of that is that we've got somebody that can tell a brilliant enough story to make that belt transitioning matter um, from somebody that has vaulted it to, <laughs> you know, like champ NBA, you know, championship, <laughs> like <laughs> NFL, you know, like that thing is like that universal championship is, T now it's the it's the Infinity Gauntlet, yeah. It's, 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 it's the fucking Infinity Gauntlet. Um, Cody T. has done a magnificent job describing and explaining why it means so much to him to mm-hmm. be champion. Mm-hmm. It, it's he like I, I've said many times. He is a tremendous orator, and when you have a story, when you give someone like that a story that. Is not only compelling and good, but actually does in real life mean something to him. Mm-hmm. 
it's almost impossible for it not to be good when you hand it to somebody like a Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Because everything that's going to come out of his mouth, sure, it's in character, but guess it's, it's kind of the truth. Maybe like that, that the first story he laid promo, out is the truth. That was a, that was a real story. That first promo after Mania had me in like I, I was a little verklempt, like I told you. You know when he got yeah. he took it, I was like, mm, I don't know how much of this is 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 in character or is just him talking out. But I it, it it again it suspended disbelief. It allowed me to connect with the performer, and that's what this is really all about. So yeah, yeah. Like he, he's mean, doing a very good job of explaining why that that belt is important to him. Um, we understood why his, it was important to Bianca. We understood why it was important to Becky. We always understand why it's important to Charlotte. He absolutely. Here's why you don't even. Here's the best part of you don't even have to suspend disbelief with the Cody story because it's one hundred percent fucking true. Yeah, you you're using actuality to sell this story. Yeah, like by, by he, that, he I mean, like I, it's true. Yeah, by that I mean it being true does to, totally does help, and 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 makes it probably easier for him to cut that promo. But because it is true, it removes all other doubt. Like you're you're literally all the way in, and th- thus because you believe it, disbelief is suspended. But it being true, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but absolutely. Yeah. But he also. Yeah. The a lot of credit goes to him. He had to go out there and cut that promo. Oh yeah, oh he no, he's to, he, a genius. Yeah, he, he had to sell that emotion. He, he had to, and he does a tremendous job with doing that, like this voice crack and like putting mm-hmm. emotion in his voice. Mm-hmm. He does a mag. He's probably top three ever to in in a promo put that specific kind of emotion in his voice. And we first saw it. When he lost back in Raw, when he cut that promo, when he got you know storyline fired after he lost that match, and he cut a promo on how the McMahon family has always had it out for the Rhodes family, and they they took his brother, uh, put him in gold face paint and a wig, and he has never been the same. Like that, like that, he has never been the same line. That was the first time I clocked in to Cody Rhodes and was like, whoa. You mentioned that, yo. When you mentioned Charlotte doing it. After the during the Charlotte Rick and Lacey program, you mentioned Charlotte Charlotte doing that then, uh-huh. and you mentioned Cody when you mentioned that. Um, no, look at that! Look at I'm, that! I'm a, look at that! Look at that! Full circle. But that's yeah, that 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 level of emotion. Uh, it just it, it makes it easy to connect. It makes it easy for you to believe. It makes it easy for you to get behind. You can't boo a guy that's trying to win a title to honor his fucking father. You can't. Yeah, you can't. It was the same you way can't. that like I was glad Edge turned when he did. A father we, that everyone loves. That everyone by the way, <laughs> right? Everyone, on and off screen, everyone. I mean, right, exactly. <laughs> and the audience behind backstage and gorilla yes. everybody. But that's why I'm glad Edge pulled the trigger before it got too late. Edge didn't wait for us to turn on him; he turned on us. And because mm. you know, because it's kind of hard to boo the guy that came back from a uh, debilitating, you know, decade long right. injury. You can't boo that fucking guy. <laughs> but same way when Daniel first came back. We was loving him before we got a chance to hate him again. He went he went Captain Planet and, and turned on us. Um <laughs> come on, Captain Planet. Love He's a hero. <laughs> Go ahead and take pollution down to zero. <laughs> and Daniel lost his mind. That was the first time that he ever when he grabbed AJ and just started doing that stomp. That was the first time we had ever seen him do that. And it was like, oh, like, in WWE. Yeah. And it was giving, oh, she's serious. Like just, just listen, stop. the best hill turns are always the ones. You do not see coming. Like there are some great heel turns that you see coming because you're following the story and you're like just waiting for that trigger to be pulled. Like Sean Superkick and Marty, 
um, and shit like that. And then Marty trying to run and jump through the window to escape because he's a coward. Um, stuff like that works. But the best heel turns are the ones where they're at like the, I, and you kind of alluded to this earlier, where they're at peak face mm-hmm. alignment. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, Daniel Bryan, in the middle of this <laughs> wonderful comeback story, this superhero Phoenix rising from the ashes kicks AJ Styles in the, in the nuts. Then the nuts, and 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 takes the WWE title, and you're you're left gagging, and you are left gagging because no one saw that coming. It was such a gag, baby. There was not a hint. There was no like seeds being laid. It just boom. Yeah, yeah. Edge lost his mind with AJ, and it, both people turned on AJ. Shit, <laughs> both turned on AJ. <laughs> something about AJ. Um, but uh, no, they both. Yeah, like Edge. That was you got to do it. That's that's the thing. You got to pick that fine sweet spot, and before it's you know, it's too much fantasy booking fan casting. You got to turn the whole thing on its head. And I like when they get permission to do that, and it and it and it make and it has that indelible impact because those are good turns. Those were and I'm gonna call back turns. to you. I'm going to call back to you what you said last week. It kind of goes to your point where you were saying you don't want to wait until we're tired or the general audience is tired of Roman to add a new crinkle. And mm-hmm. I agree with that. Like, that's what you were saying. I agree with that. I'm not saying mm-hmm. take it all the way there. I'm just saying we're not. I don't think we're anywhere near there. So we're still, we're still at a safe point. I don't think we're anywhere near the point where he's... People are tired. It's oh, I think again. That, I think I've that, said this before. The atmosphere fucking changes when that man music hits in the in the crowd. I like, have woo. no complaint in terms of like his performance. I'm just I still I, I'll never trust him fully, and I just want to maximize on the space and time that we have there. And it, it don't have to always be the wrinkle that I want, but just a wrinkle. But you know a wrinkle, yeah. Like for instance, let's say the Usos don't win the they, they don't consolidate the tag titles. And let's say they have to come back when they didn't, you know. So now what, like, that was, that's a wrinkle that I wouldn't, I'm like, okay, well, what's this getting ready to give? Because, you know, we're thinking right now that Usos going to go in there, snatch this shit from RK Bro, and hit it. Mm-hmm. What if mm-hmm. they don't? Now, that's a wrinkle I'm interested in. Okay, well, who, what's what I'm about to do now? What's getting ready to happen now? You know, or even if, like I like my whole Money in the Bank fantasy pitch, and and um whether he loses it in a match and not actually get pinned or, whether Cody wins it and cashes in that night, whatever, however they want to find, you know, find a way to do it, you know, who is he then with just the Universal Title? Having had, having had had this glimpse of holding both, this unprecedented access to do whatever he fucking wants, who does he become then? You know, because like you said, and to your point, this is all he's going to ever want now. So does that desire drive him somewhere off the edge? Like what happens? You know, what I'm saying, like whenever. I was full in and and, and it had no questions was when the the turn first started and we would get Roman like literally in the ring with his cousin, fighting his cousin and like bawling, crying because he didn't want to do what he was getting ready to do, you know, quote unquote, or he was mad that he was having to do what he was doing. And then literally choking out his injured cousin to get his other cousin to tap. Like that's the kind of like, I was like, oh God, he's a fucking psycho. Like that was brilliant. Like it was the, uh, this range of just manic emotion 
that he was still manipulating and still very well in control of. I'm going to do whatever I need to do. I'm going to access whatever I need to access in order to stay this person. Since he's had them as henchmen, it's been a little bit less of that and more of them doing his heavy his heavy lifting. And then you just see him for the match and somehow he you know manages to walk up with the belt. But that's what I'm saying. Like the wrinkle doesn't even have to be like if they if the writing was good enough, I wouldn't give a shit about both of us being on it. I would be like, hey, they're finding a way to make it to make it work, to make it crazy on both ends. He actually spoke whenever he's defending this belt. He actually that was when he's defending that belt. Like it's just so much space and room to, to do so much. And I just don't I don't wanna see it squander. So I'm, you know, I'm hoping that Paul stays at the helm and they let him do what he's been doing and then let it work as it's been working. But that's that's what I mean by that. Like you know. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, I think I said this last week. Listen, when WWE does something bad, it's usually very fucking bad. Like, like the wedding, <laughs> right? But when they do something good and like they they're committed to it and they are actually like writing a good story, there is there is nothing in wrestling better. Like there there just isn't, and. That's kind of something I've said about wrestling as a whole. When wrestling is bad, it's bad. But when it's good, ain't nothing better than wrestling. I don't give a fuck what you want to talk about. No, I agree. Um, No, I agree. Like there is, like the closest thing in the world right now is the MCU. Because when the MCU is hitting, baby, (laughs) she hits. When she hits, she. I mean, but she really don't (laughs) like even the lull. Is 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 entertaining. That's, that's the, right, right. I, I think that's what I'm saying. Is like even the lull is like okay. Like I'm enjoying Moon Knight right now because Moon, Moon Knight is great. Has a little bit more horror, but that's, that's the thing. All of their sub brand shows have been really decent. I don't really mm-hmm. have a major complaint about any one of them. I think the only issue that most of them have is they followed you know Wandavision. <laughs> it's hard to follow Wandavision. Just, well, that's because they played. And Wandavision, they, oh, they fucking played. They played in such a way. They played in such a way that we didn't get Mephisto, and we were still, we still loved it. And, well, it <laughs> Listen, they played. Um, wow, this is gonna turn into a Marvel MCU uh, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, when WWE does something great, it's like, and we can go through a bunch of storylines. You all know them. I, but when they do something great, it 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 usually is just there's no nothing in wrestling. Or no one in wrestling that's going to be able to to beat it. Um, with that being said, while they're not doing everything great right now, AEW is putting on a master class <laughs> on how to introduce somebody and get them over. This Wheeler Yuta story is insanely good and has gotten him insanely over in a relatively short amount of time and I don't care the size I don't care the look whatever whether you're talking about wrestling television series movies music as long as there is a good story that character will get over period and and I'm not even watching watching just yet but from what I gather he tried to join the stable with Mox and and, and Danielson that uh, Regal heads up, correct? And Regal was like, girl. Mm-hmm. And it gave, so it's a given, like, we're going to beat you in or you, you got to pass this test kind of a situation or what's it given? It, it was basically uh, Regal. So they're called the Blackpool Combat Club, which uh-huh. I love. Yes. I, I just I just ordered their uh, hoodie today, actually. Um, 
love it because I, I stand a you know a regular black hoodie with some white writing on the front, um, and that's all it is, and I love it. Um, it was basically Dane Ryan going to Mox and being like, "Yo, we could run this shit if we just teamed up, and we could bring people up to be the next ones, and we could help, like we can help." And Mox said, well, I don't team with nobody unless I bleed with them first, which led to the Mox versus Danielson match that introduced Regal. And Willa Yuta was the first person they um, named, like, oh, he has potential. But we'll see. So he had his, you know, had his little matches. Regal stepped up to him, smacked the shit out of him, and got in his face, like, what you gonna do about it? And he looked at him like, yeah, all right, you tough. Had his match with Danielson. Yuta lost. But a great effort. Put on a great match. Kept up with Danielson, good. Then had a follow-up match with Mox. And that match with Mox, you need to watch that. That is a master fucking class on how someone gets over in a loss. Whew! Hmm. Because on a show with names like the ones I just ran down, why did, and I think Wesley said this in the jet, why did he get the biggest pop? Mm. Because of the fucking story you just told and how he went head-to-head with Danielson and then Mox and took it to their asses and they had to pull out all the fucking stops to beat him. So now he's just going to get better. So now you're looking to be like, well, shit, when he finally finishes the class, what the fuck is he going to give? Yeah. And what's even even wilder is that a couple years ago, all three of those people were were in WWE. What's crazier is even again right now, they have similar caliber talent to have done the same thing with a lot of people. Yep. They have similar caliber talent right now that they could be building like that, but they got Tazawa out here in a wedding angle. (laughs) And you know how good that man can wrestle. They got Drew Gulak, although a sickening figure eight, getting put in figure eights. Drew fucking Gulak. Yeah, that was foolish. I mean, it screamed angle alert when it's him interviewing Charlotte in the ring. It's like, okay. Well, it, it was subtle at first because they had him backstage, and I feel like a lot of people have transitioned into different roles. So when he was doing that backstage, he was interviewing somebody else. I, it, it made it kind of was like, okay, like, I don't know where this is going, but whatever. And then he he bumps into them, you know, them in the office, and it and it and it and we leads to what it leads to. I, I was, right. That's I, what I said when he got in the ring with Charlotte. That's yeah, when I, I was, was like, okay. mad All at right. it to some degree, but I was like, oh girl, that could have been any other announcement they have. It could have. He ain't taking no bumps. Like yeah, that could have been <laughs> any other announcer that they had. That could have been anybody else. That's an actual announcer. It did not need to be Drew Gulak. So, so obviously the thing would say wanted to sell that if she can make a man say I quit, she can probably make Rhonda say I quit because Rhonda's this tough, this tough woman and you know, nobody sees that's sexist. Rhonda saying I, it is. No one sees <laughs> Rhonda saying I quit, right? So you have to sell this point where like Charlotte ain't nothing to fuck with. She can make grown ass men quit. So you know I mean she already booted Rhonda in the face and pinned her. Rhonda in her first match was squaring up with fucking Triple H. Like we don't need, we don't, yeah. I mean, right. I, that's what they were Listen, doing, yeah, it's terrible. I gave the idea, Snitsky is not doing anything. <laughs> call him up, Charlotte, call him up. You don't have to actually go to it, just, you know, threaten to kick the baby. Kick the baby, don't kick the baby, kick the baby. Oh, you know, it's, just a little, 
How did we get back here? Because I don't want Charlotte losing the title. <laughs> she really doesn't need to. She don't. But Ronda can't take another L. But she doesn't. She does not. It doesn't make. It doesn't like Ronda cannot take another loss. She particularly but, can't take an I quit loss. Like, yeah, oh yeah, neither one of them can take. I mean, neither, I, that to me doesn't look good on either one of them. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. That is not the match that I would have put them in. I would have put them in a street fight. Yeah, la- last woman standing is what yeah, I would have did. I would have done something like that. Um, before I did an I quit. An I quit match is definitely some not something you want to put like. Yeah, no. That's just a that's just a no. It's a no. Because you don't come out of that looking good at all. At yeah. all. And like Charlotte, I said, unless they do she's barely some tapped, shenanigans. Let alone her yeah. saying I quit. Like Well, Rhonda said I quit on the mic when she made the challenge. And she's and they and they and they did it slowly mm-hmm. and it was isolated. And I said, Oh girl. So yeah, so um the only the only way both of them get out of this safe is if Charlotte wins with these shenanigans. Um, but then that would also, again, necessitate a rematch. A rematch, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I'm, oh, and while we're I'm on pretty SmackDown, sure Charlotte's on. And while mm-hmm. we're on SmackDown and women, why the fuck are they turning uh, Lacey Evans into Amanda Rollins? Oh. <sighs> I mean, you have you. <laughs> and my, here's, here's my other issue: men don't cry in their promos, no matter what they're talking about. Like Undertaker talked about Kane burning his family alive, albeit lying, for uh, you know a smooth two years, and never once cracked in in, in talking about that. Like other than this, the, you mentioned in Cody cracking a minute ago about them, you know, fucking up his brother. You rarely ever hear the men cracking. In promos, it's very rare. The women constantly after the match they gotta hug and cry. And a promo mm-hmm. they gotta cry. Over here they gotta cry. Everything is about and they're just constantly crying. And so you got this woman coming back and asserting her dominance and asserting how rugged she is, and that though she ain't better than nobody else, anybody been what she been through, and she been through all of this because she's the man that runs off SVU. And then she's crying, and this, I'm just, it just, it's, and I was uh, so annoyed. I was so annoyed with it. I was so over it because she's, she's a sizable woman, right? Like mm-hmm. she, she can overpower. She can be like domineering. She, that is a heel. Lacey Evans is a fucking heel. You had such. A different character than everyone else with her as this sassy ass Southern Belle who could also knock you the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> like you had such a good character, and I get it. She she served, so they see her as this baby face because of her service. Great. All service people aren't good people. <laughs> you know, they're baby. just like we said, good good people marry assholes. Assholes get in the military and serve as well. Assholes become cops, you know? She is a heel. Yeah. Yeah. What are we doing? Why is she on my screen crying about some shit that she overcame mad long ago? And I like her way better as, uh, what was was his name on GLOW? Uh, did they pretty much uh, Liberty Bell ripped it off? Uh, Liberty like her, Bell, yeah. I like her better as Liberty Bell than Sonya from Street Fighter, or, or uh, yeah, like uh, she. It gives me Cammy. That's who I would say. It gives me Cammy from Street Fighter. Uh, yeah, and then Sonya, Sonya's on what? Mortal Kombat. 
Sonya's Mortal Kombat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's given a mix of those two. I think with, like you said, with her being built like China, her being having a gimmick that is the opposite, which is kind of demure and classy, typically, and being able, like you said, to bench press your ass and knock you, knock you the fuck out. Cool. We know she used to be a Marine. Great. You know, like, every promo every week, now it's giving, oh, girl. Right, like, how are you supposed to have sympathy for her? Like, she she served, she made it out, she she's bigger than most of the women on the roster. She's even bigger now than she was before. She was already like size, but now she's even more muscular. She's jacked. That's like yes, she is. That those arms are crazy. Um how are you supposed to have sympathy for somebody who could ragdoll these girls, these girls? <laughs> like that's like having sympathy for Charlotte. No, all it takes is my boot, girl. Yeah. <laughs> it just boot and good night. And good night. Especially coming back off the heels of a pregnancy like the the original Lacey Evans Liberty Bell character makes sense. I went and did the lady like thing. I had a baby. Like, you know, like it just right. it fits. Right. It but fits. now I'm back to knock y'all bitches out. <laughs> like it totally fits. I'm a mom. I, I can go be a mom and, and and can come in this ring and mop you bitches. I just don't understand. I just don't understand some of the thinking. Same thing with LA Knight in this manager role. See, and now here's the problem with that. The problem with that is he's gonna kill it. That's the problem. That is exactly the problem. He's going to kill that shit. He's going to kill that role. But, <laughs> I'm, whatever. I think they thought because MVP is in a similar role that they could do this thing with... MVP with is also 50. Ex- <laughs> you're, you're answering all my questions. That's what I was going to make. LA Knight can still go. LA Knight is going to be a better wrestler than most of who he's managing. So, <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> What are we doing right? Like, why? What? Why? Why? That man is an intercontinental. Like, it's just certain things. There are certain wrestlers they have that fit certain stereotypes and prototypes of wrestling. LA Knight is one of them. Boogs is another one of them. Um, uh, uh, Mad Cat Moss is one of them. Elias is one of them. Like, these are your pro- these are your Rick Rudes, your Lex Lugos, your like your Body Donnas, your 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 Paul Romas. Like, they, let them be those things. That they would Let be them be so well. They would. I just don't. I don't understand it. And though LA is on the on the mic, light years ahead of ninety percent of the roster, I don't think that that just axiomatically says manager. Um, nor do I think if he's opening this modeling agency, what is it, night modeling agency? That yeah. the, the first face you sign is Mace. Dio Madden is Mace. Yes, is Mace. You you look over on SmackDown and go, oh shit, Happy Happy Corbin and, and Madcap broke up. Let me go grab that motherfucker because that motherfucker is striking. All he needs is the right gimmick to to to, to isolate and highlight that. That body is sick. That face is sick. Them cheekbones is sick. Like go grab him, you know. Or you would have grabbed um, what's the boy hanging out with Sheamus? That almost killed Big Ridge Holland. Yeah, you grab Ridge. Like you, motherfuckers that look like they came out of a of a JC Penny magazine in the, in the late late eighties. Not a JC Penny magazine. <laughs> Spiegel. That guy kid. Like I just, see it's in Robuxing Company. <laughs> yeah, I just don't understand. Like you've got clear wins, and you just say, I don't know how you look at at at, at Mad Cat Moss at Riddick Moss and go, let's put him in some suspenders and some and some, huh. That man is built like a god. Like what? Like I just I don't. 
at Madcap. Who even says Madcap? <laughs> you got fucking the bruiser weight <laughs> as a the losing in Target. Like, I, I and, and, and then I, I said it before they even started selling it. Then I said to you and Larry, yep. this is a, they're, they're, going, they're treating him like a child. This gimmick is a child. And it's all because of his size. You're, you're, you're calling attention to his size and poking fun at it. That's not going to get him over to any real degree because that's what people are thinking of. That you, People know that's why he's acting like this because he's so small, he's like a child. And that's supposed to put him over as somebody who could kick my ass or kick the person in the ring's ass? No. No. Yeah, it's a hard, huge, fat no. I don't, I just... And I feel like I told you some <sighs> podcasts ago, a couple episodes ago, this is my... my most hated period outside of Tribute for the Troops. Like, this is that low after Mania. It's just, because we're, what, three weeks away from even having another pay-per-view premium live event. So, like, I'm, clock me out. WrestleMania Part 3. And don't, did they not announce, like, all the same matches again? Like, we got Edge and AJ again. <laughs> well, maybe that's why they're calling it WrestleMania Backlash, because y'all about to get the same fucking card. <laughs> I know we already have Edge and AJ again. We got Cody and Seth again. We got Ron oh, and Charlotte man. again. Y'all about to get the same card combined both nights in one. <laughs> oh, WrestleMania combination. Uh, not a combo. We gonna call it WrestleMania condensed. That's what the fuck we WrestleMania gonna call it. WrestleMania in two sides. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> it's a combo. You want to drink with that? I can't. I'm gonna need a drink because I don't. I just yeah. Money in the bank. Give me some money in the bank. Flip all of this. AEW. Just keep kicking up in Jesus' name. Ring of okay. Honor. Ring of Honor. Joe. Y'all just keep showing out. I want Cesaro to sign with Ring of Honor too. So that. Oh my gosh! I can't wait. <clears throat> it, it's gonna happen. There's zero chance that doesn't happen. <laughs> There's just zero chance that doesn't happen. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's as much a chance as as Larry's ass clapping right now, for no reason, just because of the size. You know, of I was going to say five minutes ago we've gone too long, but you have definitely confirmed that it is time to sign out, <laughs> sir. It is time to sign off. Well, if they're looking for us, where can they find you? <laughs> oh no! I, I, never mind. At reverse underscore. Uh-huh. Oh. No, 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 no. Hold on. I know. I know. Oh, I, I promise. I am not going to go to any OnlyFans commentary. Oh. That's not what I'm going to do. Made you have something worse. I'm a little bit more. <laughs> First of all, you don't know me. <laughs> it makes you have something way worse. <laughs> Woo. Anyway, you can find me on Just for Fans. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> reverse underscore rel and if you like to tweet you can also find me on twitter at reverse underscore and you rel. can find me on christian mingle at roberts yeah. underscore rules <laughs> you can find our overall handle at the cash shit with the underscore for the eye and until then this is the cash shit podcast